Welcome, Knights of the Rolled Table. This is the third part of our series called How to D&D, featuring the conclusion of our one-shot adventure with our new player, Jessica. You should definitely not start with this episode. You will be confused. this little table talk mini series on how to dungeons and dragons we're back here i'm zach and i'm with weston and jen and jessica and if you haven't met them previously you should probably go back and listen to the first episode of this table talk discussion on introducing dungeons and dragons because we're in the middle of an adventure we're taking little pauses to talk about how the game works how roles work we've probably got through a lot of that so we're gonna just pick up where we left off and charge through, and we'll clarify how things work as we go. You know, it might be a good time to talk a little bit about, occasionally we mentioned 5e or 5th edition and what that means. So basically Dungeons & Dragons has been around since, I don't know, like late 70s, 70s or so with the first edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Gary Gygax is sort of the famous person that was really involved in that. So there's been a couple revisions of rules and some things that have stayed true in every edition. 3.5 is sort of like was the standard for a long, long time. Some people still play 3.5. There's lots of materials on it. And eventually they moved on to fourth edition, which some people loved and some people hated. A lot of people fell away from Dungeons and Dragons at that point, because at least my understanding was it was really like... Lots of rules and very like combat-based. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff. Some people love that. Some people definitely didn't and went other places. But 5th edition now, they've really gone towards this concept. We've already talked a lot of like, it's your game. Don't worry about the rules. There can be a rule, but whatever you want to just like make up off the top of your head, if it seems right, do it. You're in control. There's a lot of improvisation and fun, and I think that's led to a lot of resurgence and people just like enjoying jumping in without it being too intimidating. So 5th edition is current. If you go to your local gaming store and buy the Dungeon Master's Guide or something, um, you're probably going to see 5th edition materials. You might meet some old hands who still play 3.5, stuff like that, but that's generally the lingo. If you want to get involved, if you want to show up at a gaming store, bring some players into it, you're probably looking at the 5th edition materials, and it's super fun. So, back to the adventure. We, uh, let's see, Bertha and Vin and Lyra have encountered some goblins who appear to be guarding a treasure in a cave off to the side of the road on their Typical way. Typical Tuesday. On the, yes. On, the, on, the, on their way to the town of Respite. They've uh, interrogated one of the goblins whose name was Aloysius, Ally mm -hmm. for short, and he told them that they're basically kind of hired hands guarding whatever this treasure is that they it's seemingly they honestly don't know what it is that they're guarding but it seems to be inside of this cave we let Aloysius go against the instincts of Lyra who wanted to slash his throat um, but he ran off doesn't seem to be a threat and here you are so what do you do next okay well we could sneak up on the cave entrance but they're just going to see us coming in the cave so <laughs> that's a thing Mm, they already know we're here. I say we go in guns blazing. What's that? Oh, it's a <laughs> it's an ancient tiefling saying. <laughs> Makes sense, I guess. 
Well, I guess we could go in. You know, maybe we could try and talk this out. Don't want to talk this out? Ooh, what if we lie to them? What if we tell them that Murray sent us? Oh, my. Well, that, that one did see us murder his friends. We can say Murray told us to murder his friend. Let's try it out. <laughs> I like her. I like her, too. Although she scares me a little. <laughs> All right, so uh, you can do the talking then? You got it. All right. Let's move. Talk. You're all staring at me, but you're. The <laughs> how do we? Uh, how do we approach this? Are, do you talk to the cave? What are you going to do? Walking in. Are you going to yell at the cave entrance? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm going to approach the cave, and I'm going to start with some dissident whispers. Because the best way to approach someone is to first intimidate them. So let's see. You probably need to be able to see a target to mm. cast the spell. You can't just okay. kind of generally. You're not casting the actual whispers. You're casting it on a person and kind of like invading their brain a you little bit. You do have that. Uh, I always call it thaumaturgy, but thaumaturgy? I think it's thaumaturgy. I don't mm. know. Um, cantrip that allows you to make your voice super loud or you can make Ooh. ominous sounds like it's just kind of ambient stuff. Excellent. You have also, while we have a moment, uh, you have one other spell called uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Very judgmental. One. That's good to know about. Well, <laughs> So Tasha is presumably the name of whoever created this spell, but that is a creature of your choice that you can see within range, perceives everything as hilariously funny, and falls into fits of laughter if this spell affects it. Now, so, is that a cantrip or is ooh, that a first no. level spell? Nope, so that will take a spell slot. Another uh, piece of um, the world of casting, what's unique... Each class that has some magic casts it a little bit differently. And what's unique about Warlocks is you only have, I think your character has two, maybe just one. I think right now she only has slot. one spell slot, but as she levels up, she will get more. So you can only cast, cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter or Dissonant Whispers one time. But if you get to take a short rest, that spell slot as a warlock comes back. So a spell slot is another confusing uh, mm. a confusing concept to sort of wrap your head around. But that's basically like the energy you have to cast a higher level spell. So one time until you're able to rest and basically reset and you yeah. don't know when you'll be able to rest exactly. and it could be a long time. Mm -hmm. okay. So make it count. Got yeah, it. so you might want to definitely save that. But what's unique to Warlocks is if you take a short rest for like an hour, you recover those spell slots, whereas other classes have can cast a few more spells, but to recharge those, they have to take a long rest, which is like setting up camp and mm, resting eight for eight hours. Mm, yeah. And whatever they do in their class, whether it's meditating or praying or studying to recharge those. It takes them a lot longer. So okay. generally speaking, the warlock is more able to just fire off those spells in any given battle, knowing you can rest for an hour and, and get them back. But right now, as again, because you're only a level one character, you got to save that as kind of your big thing. But going back to what Tasha's hideous laughter is, so dissonant whispers is kind of like infecting a person's brain with nightmares that might get them scared of you and also cause a little bit of damage uh, Tasha's hideous laughter, basically, if they uh, fail their wisdom saving throw, they just are overcome thinking everything is hilarious and they just drop to the ground laughing and rolling along and they're going to lose their turn. Um, 
The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. So as long as it keeps going, um, which is up to a minute, if you're able to continue to concentrate on this spell, they would just be rolling around laughing. At the end of each of its turns, it has an opportunity to defeat it. So the risk of all these spells is you might use your one spell slot and then they roll against you and it doesn't even mm-hmm. do that much. So Which every is basically spell kind what of happened has... with my my guiding bolt mm-hmm. was I used one of only two spell slots and I missed. So now you can only use one spell until we all take a rest. Yup. Of which mine is going to need a long rest. Ooh. Speed level yeah. one is tough. Is Every tough. spell has some sort of balance between it's very likely to hit, but it doesn't do a lot of damage, mm-hmm. or it'll definitely have this effect, but that's not a huge effect, versus if this works, it'll be epic, but mm-hmm. it might not work. Then I think about it. Mm-hmm. I change my mind. I propose instead that we approach the cave, and as we enter, I can cast a thaumaturgy spell and announce that we are here on the orders of Murray and for them to lay down their weapons and approach us. Nice. All right, so you're going to use thaumaturgy to like boom your voice? Yes. Cool. All right, so you walk up to the mouth of the cave. Pretty dark in there. This actually brings into um, into play the concept of light and can you see. And some of the races, Tiefling included, I'm pretty sure has dark yep. vision. Mm. Yep. Which means in the dark, you don't really need a light on. Kind of like a cat being able to see in the dark. You can see that well. A lot of the races have that. Some don't. So some of you may need a light or something once you get in the dark cave. Some of you wouldn't. But right now I'm going to say because it's light outside, even with your dark vision, you can't really make out much of what's in the dark cave. Once you got in there, your eyes would adjust a lot faster than other people. But you're basically up in the darkness and you're going to make your voice boom. And uh, what do you want to say? Hark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strong. Continue. Good start. Go with that. Good start. Uh, we come on the orders of Murray. And he requests that you lay... No, he demands that you lay down your weapons and approach us. All right. So this is... That is not true. There's kind of my discretion here is, is this an intimidation role or is this a uh, deception role? Because you're trying to convince them that what's true. And actually, I'm going to have you roll both. Because they're going to be listening to you, both trying to figure both. We're both assessing how intimidated they are, and also whether they are not they believe you. Because they might recognize that you're lying and still be like, "I don't want to. I don't want any part of that." So you're going to roll first for deception. You're going to roll your d20, and it looks like your deception skill. It's based on charisma, but you also have proficiency with it. So you're going to roll a d20 and add five. 18 plus 5. Oh, they totally believe you. They're totally in there being like, well, I guess I guess this is true. I guess Murray definitely sent these people to, what did she say? She said they're coming to kill us? I mean, we work for Murray, but like that seems a little bit out of character, but... All right, so secondary, you're going to roll again for intimidation. And intimidation is also based on your charisma, but let's see in there. 
you don't have proficiency, so it's going to be your roll plus three. Ten total. Okay, so ten. <laughs> All right, so they're not especially intimidated. They're average intimidated, but they totally <laughs> believe <laughs> what you just said. So this is one of those moments where, like, my initial instincts and how this character might react, I need to kind of rewrite to, like... Hmm. All right. So they totally bought it, but aren't like <laughs> afraid of you, especially afraid. So I already role played a little bit of that. So they're in there. You kind of hear them whispering like, well, that's I mean, I thought I thought Marie and I were cool. Why would <laughs> why would they come Dude, in? Marie. I mean, all right. Well, uh, come, come in, I guess. Uh, what What did you ask us to do? I demanded yeah, demand. that you laid down your weapons Uh-oh. and also additional demand, mm. bring the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to have you roll deception again. Okay. <laughs> 19. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so uh you hear, uh well, I mean we, we can't. Uh, uh I mean and why? I mean because uh, it's it's locked. I mean you won't you if you want to come back here, that's fine. Uh, I mean you do do your thing back here, but I mean we can't we don't know how to open it. I Murray demands uh, we're we're here to relieve you of your your post. So uh, you guys are going to to leave this cave and go reassess your life choices. All right, now let's have Bertha roll deception. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, what she said. <laughs> we'll give you we'll give you advantage on that because of more because you're with uh, well, Lyra. That's a two. Okay, not very convincing. Here, give me the tower. Let me yeah. use the tower. I don't trust this table. Okay, so because she has advantage, she's gonna roll a second time. Hope it's better than two. That's a ten. So that's an eleven. All right. So that uh, uh, who who's that again? You. My name is Lieutenant Bertha. Okay, well, anyway, uh, if you guys want to come in here and have a look at the door. I'm going to motion to the group. Let's just, let's just go in. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't Okey seem like they I agree. Seems like they took it. All right, so you guys head into the cave. You walk in. Let's do a little dark vision check. So tieflings can't see in the dark. What are the rest of you? And do you have well. so I got. All right, so. have it, right? The dwarf and the tiefling can see easily in the cave, but Vin is going to need. Hold my arm. He's going to need some form of light, or else he's not really going to be able to see. It's daytime, so to a certain extent, you're still going to have some like light from the outside. But everybody's going to see better than Vin if he doesn't have some sort of a torch or a spell, torch or anything. You can hold my hand. Just follow. Yeah, you can add in that you have. I don't know what I put in terms of a gear on the character sheet, Fine but you can kind of have like basic uh, adventuring stuff. Okay. So do you think I'd have a torch? Yeah. That I could light? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go are ahead and light any, up a torch. Well, are there any flames? Do we see there's no flames or anything in there? There's no sources of light in there. Goblins also have dark vision, so they don't really need it. Okay. So I'll go ahead and light up a torch. Okay. 
Oh man, rude. Oh my god, I can't see. Yeah. You, you can still see. It's just you see normal. I'm just like you're mess. I don't like the glare. <laughs> I was, uh, whatever. Listen, human. Murray will be disappointed. Uh, uh, no, not even. I'm not even listening to you. Okay. <laughs> All right. She's going to do the talking, gesturing to Lyra. So what you see as you, you enter into the cave, this is weird. All right. So <laughs> there are, in fact, three goblins in there. Um, there's two um, also standing with spears. They seem to be kind of like the the rear guard of this sort of force that was guarding this cave. And there's the one that was on the warg that you fought previously and immediately ran into the cave. There's sort of a side passage that looks natural into the cave. And you have the sense, you can't really see much in there, but you have the sense that that's kind of the... That's like the sleeping area. That's where they have a little bit of camp. It, there's a little waft of stench of like how you imagine a little goblin camp in a, place. in a cave would smell. And then more towards the back of a cave is a door. And this door, I mean, it's a door. You wouldn't expect that there's a door in a cave. So right off the bat, like that doesn't quite fit. You can't. You don't quite have a great view of it from where you are, just a few feet inside the mouth of the cave right now. Well, uh, so you guys said that you can't open this, right? Nope. There's no key. Uh, I'll try and take a closer look at the door. I don't have a key. I mean, you know, we're just guards. I mean, you guys know the drill. You know Murray, right? You know Murray. Well, you know, the thing is, is that we didn't get much information we we're just told to trans the goblin's like Shh, and he turns to lyra like what's 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 up with this they're clearly like referring to lyra as the leader who knows stuff and is in charge and seeing the other two of you as kind of like nazis yeah <laughs> clearly clearly they're the you're, the you're backup pretty wise first murray commends you on your guard duties oh well, he's very right. pleased it's finally some recognition and he's promised you and your family great rewards should you go to him now oh so we're like we're like done you yep. guys are in charge now all right what can i take my stuff no <laughs> but but it's my stuff you will have more money than you can imagine when murray rewards you you have no more need for your thing i just mean like my spear and my blanket and things like you know we need that i look over their heads to bertha and vin yeah 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 and you know what here's here's some biscuits oh Ooh. Fine. That's good. Bertha starts handing out little biscuits. Uh, take your spear. Take your blanket. All right. So they get out of here. So they all basically. Uh, one of them, the one on the warg, hops off the warg, who just kind of hangs out and stares at you. It's, it's it seems to be trained to sort of like chill and not wander off or bite somebody. <laughs> it, it's, it's it's like it's a little <laughs> warg. When you say precious, its ears kind of pop up a little bit, and that like dog, like, are you a friend? Um, way. Um, See, we know who precious and the three goblins walk off into that like side chamber to like gather their gear and presumably head out okay well let's uh go ahead and roll uh there's a skill called animal handling oh. so when you say hey precious go ahead and roll to see if you can develop a bit of a relationship with precious yeah that's seven so total seven six plus one 
Okay, so uh, those perked up ears are about as far as <laughs> that goes. It just kind of, Precious looks at you kind of quizzically and just kind of continues to stare. You have a sense looking into Precious's eyes that like, Precious might be the smartest one in the cave. <laughs> Not amongst you guys, but amongst the other goblins. goblins? Precious okay. kind of maybe knows more than the goblins know. I don't like that dog. <laughs> I love her. Can I can I roll animal handling? Sure, go for it. This is an important this is, part of yeah. what we're doing right now. I should have thought more about introducing a dog into a campaign where Jen's Natural there. Natural twenty. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> you mean permanently adding the dog to Yay! the campaign? Also, I'm plus three to animal handling, so technically that's a twenty-three. A twenty-three. All right. So, what do you want to say to Precious? I want to see, Precious. Will you be my best friend? So Precious kind of bounds up to you and kind of sniffs you a little bit. If you want to maybe like hand, hold your hand out a like little bit. Like give her a biscuit. Oh, mm. she gobbles up the biscuit. So can Precious, Precious is like attached to my side now. Wolves yeah. <laughs> are so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wargs are hideous. So wolves ugly. are dangerous and scary and wolves are way grosser and snottier. I don't care. Pack picture like, I don't know, like a, a warthog with a warg. <laughs> and not like a puma warthog. It's been ridden by. Like goblins who haven't treated it very well, but well, Precious is way on board, now. nuzzling you against yeah, you, wants to like now. lick your hand. <laughs> they do that thing when you feed a dog or a horse where they like lick way more than you really want them to lick, and you're kind of slimy. All right, Precious That's is the with highlight you. of the campaign. That was my one d twenty like actual natural twenty roll yeah. for the entire day. That's I'm probably a good one. <laughs> I'm good with it. I'm good with it. If I had thought this is a good example, if if I had thought more about the possible <laughs> outcomes of this scenario, I definitely at some point would have realized that Jen would try to befriend one of the wargs. It but, happens. Uh, we just let that roll. <laughs> Are you an animal that's smaller than me? Mm. You will be mine. <laughs> Not too much bigger than me? All right, still gonna roll with it. <laughs> well, All we got right, this, so here we, we go. The goblins are busying here. themselves. Precious is hanging out with you. Why is there a door in this cave? Hmm. So it, it does look out of place. Mm-hmm. I mean, any door in a cave looks out of place. Um, It seems like, though, still, I mean, you haven't gotten too close to it yet to look at it, but it definitely seems like somebody's, like, installed a wall with a door to bar off further down into the cave. Uh, Does the door look like it's been there for a long time, or does it look like it's, like, a new door? You should investigate it. Yeah, you don't know from where you're standing, so you'd have to uh, get farther in and closer. We're gonna waltz right up to that door and show it who's boss. Okay, um, roll perception first. Net one. Oh! <laughs> cool. Um, you walk up to the door, and um, you clearly feel a panel on the ground uh, shift as you step on it. And let's say roll a dexterity save. Oh, dear. That is not my forte. 17, though. Oh, good. So you basically, you feel that panel drop down That's and your danger sense activates and you just, <laughs> you drop to the floor and two darts whiz over your head. One from either direction, shoot out and miss you. Well, that's not very friendly. Uh, is the does the trap feel like it resets, or is it just like permanently clicked down now? Uh, when you step off of that panel, it does rise up, but you know you don't know for sure that it could like 
reload or anything. <laughs> okay. It seems like it was preset to do that. So don't step on that one. Yeah, thanks, Finn. Uh, there's a panel under this door- dirt, I guess. So uh, there's probably more, maybe. Hmm. That panel was pretty close to the door. You're kind of like on the doorstep okay. when you stepped on it. So you're close enough to look at the door, and you're definitely close enough to like show where the panel is right in front of the door. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to step back hmm? a ways. I'm going to try and toss one of my Warhammers onto that plate to try and okay. test it out. Do I have to roll anything for that, or how do I'm going to handle this? Hmm. How would you roll that? I'll say you're close. And you can just do that. You basically just okay. need it to land there. So you toss that out, and uh, it jostles the panel. It drops down a little bit, and nothing seems to happen. You don't hear any clicking. No darts shoot out. It definitely doesn't weigh as much as a person does, so you're not 100% sure, but it doesn't seem to trigger anything. Are you calling me fat? No. He's calling me fat. I just referred to a person. <laughs> uh, so uh, I guess I'll go up to the door and... Take a little you look do. At I it. did imply that all of you weigh. I don't want to make decisions for you, but I did imply that all of you weigh more than a warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I find that just fine. Uh, so let me check out this door then. I guess. Okay, so roll investigation on that. Uh, does anybody want to help me out with this? Yeah, I'm not really a door just, 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 expert. I'm gonna stay kind of towards the back with my new best friend, Precious. And I'm going to kind of keep my eyes on the goblins that are packing up just to make sure nobody needs any help. <laughs> so, so Lyra, probably don't step there. Yeah, good call. Good so call. this might, um, so part of people's characters sometimes involves some proficiencies, professions. So I probably made a note about something on each of your each of your um, sheets about like uh, I don't know Tools. if uh, Bertha might be like a stonemason or anything like that that might I'm you can see that this door um, is seems to be made of stone. Stone. I, Sometimes dwarves have like masonry knowledge I or anything. I do have like mason that. tools. Okay. okay, so if you have mason tools, you that'll probably that probably implies you have proficiency with that and enough knowledge that you might have a little extra insight on. The history of this door, how it might work, things Do like that. Do you want me to roll for that, or? Well, so Bertha is currently loving up pressure. So Bertha's instinct, mm. we'll say, was to go like keep an eye on the goblins. But Vin also said like, "Hey, could somebody give me a hand with that?" And Bertha, this is made of stone. You probably oh, I all like know stone. Yeah, you probably all know that. That's all right, thing. precious. You stay right here. I'll be right back. That's disgusting. <laughs> I move to the back to let Vin and Bertha work on the door, and I give Precious a side eye. okay so do you want me to so if you want to investigate the door you can have um you can add your proficiency on top of any bonuses you already have to investigate well i'm a negative one to investigation so that'll make me a plus one to investigation so let's do it that's a 15 so 16 cool so you're looking at this door Definitely established this door is not natural. Um, it seems to be made, it could be made from like local stone, not like something that was pulled in from far away, but it's fairly intricately carved. It definitely looks like somebody put some specific craftsmanship into this. You've already discovered that it's trapped, so somebody definitely put some care into keeping this 
door closed and it for sure doesn't look like like it wasn't goblins that built this it was somebody it's solidly crafted it's definitely looks like it's been there a long time you're not sure if whatever's in there has always been in there since somebody built this door or maybe somebody has reused this old Repurposed. secure security area to house whatever is in there so this door, uh, it's a very nice door. Uh, it's, it's definitely been here for a while. Uh, and these are local materials, but, you know, you don't want to take them for granted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just a little stone humor. Stone mason humor. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, would, I would imagine it doesn't look like these goblins made this door. I, I, I think it might be protecting something pretty important. I think, yeah. Uh, what you said? Look at these little carvings. They say anything? Oh, they're or? very intricate. Um, DM. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have any kind of significance in? Um, no, it doesn't look like there's words. It doesn't look like there's pictographs or anything. There's it's just kind of, kind of yeah. There's you know, a craftsman has in addition to like building this solidly has. Add a little, little artistry that it could be maybe like a tomb or could be something that was had some like does it have a cultural significance? It? Does it have like a door handle? I know it's obvious stuff, but that's important. Yeah, it does have a keyhole and um, a yeah, we'll say there's a handle on it. There is a handle and a keyhole. There's no obvious keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goblin didn't seem to have a key. Hmm. Can I just um, maybe give it a little little push to see if maybe by some miracle it is unlocked? Because you never know. Sure. <laughs> you try it. You jiggle the handle. Roll um, perception on that. Okay. Roll perception with advantage because you've already investigated it and such. Uh, so that one's a five. Go ahead and roll That's again for advantage. Great. And then that's an 18, which is much better, plus my three, so that's going to be a 21. There you go. So you uh, reach for that doorknob that's on it. It's probably not a doorknob. That doesn't feel right for this cave, but there's a place to grab it. It's a large inlet jutting inlet. Use your D&D knowledge. Oh, yeah, one of those like big metal rings. That's good. Mm, What Um, knockers? So you reach for that, and then you notice um, some of the like little masonry around it. Definitely looks like it's not natural. That's like not original. Somebody's like messed with some of this, and you're concerned there might be another trap there. Well, on the friends, door. I do think there might be another trap on this door. This is uh, not the original work. You can see here where the uh, the crevices have been adjusted. Uh, so you know we might want to be a little bit cautious as we try to open this here door. Hmm. Lyra, you don't have any, like, tools to open the door, do you? Or to de-trap this thing? Because <clears throat> I definitely don't. I just got hammers. Yeah, I've got a dagger, which maybe I could try and pick the lock? Possible. So this is another skill that's important to have a party and that we probably don't have. So some characters mm-hmm. have thieves' tools and are good at, you know, opening things they're not meant to get into. And I don't know that any of you guys do. So that not maybe mm-hmm. an option. A, a door that's locked is a very classic, like, <laughs> how does your character do it? Do you mm-hmm. knock it down? Do you try to talk somebody into opening it? Can do you I just try to knock on it? the door? See if anybody answers. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to knock on the door. They do not. Oh, well, it was worth a try. 
Well, what if I use my Eldritch Blast and maybe I can just blast it away? Well, it's a pretty thick door. Uh, I suppose we can give it a try. Um, I, I was thinking, I know I don't do that often, but what if one of these little guys here have little like uh, like thieves tools or something? Oh. I mean, maybe maybe Murray told them not to do, open the door yet. That's a great idea. I think you've had the yeah, best rapport kinda... with them so far. I'll just hang out here with Precious. So they're about Ugh. packed up. They're starting to kind of emerge with their like packs on, with their stuff cobbled together, ready to ready to head out. You there? I point to the least stupid looking one. <laughs> Precious. Yeah. This is one of the goblins, not precious. <laughs> you can talk. Um, we are in need of some specialized tools. Mm-hmm. And I need you to fetch some lock picking tools for no particular reason and attempt to open this door for us. Uh, I mean, we're not supposed to open the door. Well, I left my key with Murray by accident, and he will be very upset if I don't return with the treasure, and he will take it out on you. Let's roll deception again. <laughs> Keep him coming. <laughs> Ten. Plus, what do I have for deception? Pretty high. Uh, plus five. And plus five, fifteen. 15. All right. So he's like, well, I mean, Cobalt's got lock. Cobalt. Cobalt is not a cobalt, which is a different creature. Cobalt <laughs> is a goblin named Cobalt. Because I thought I'd make it confusing. Uh, You're a monster, Zach. Cobalt. They want. They want to. They want maybe bring your tools out here. And so Cobalt walks out, and he like unrolls a little leather pouch that has like little picks and hooks and various little metal tools that could be used for lock picking. What? Open the door. Ah, it's locked. Like use your tools. Oh, I see what you're saying here for a lock picker. I like that. All right. So, uh, what do I, uh, the big stone one. Oh, we're not supposed to open the big stone one. Uh, this is a direct... Murray said it's dangerous. Well, Murray has specifically directed us to open it today. Do you, uh, do you get hit by the darts? No. Uh, no. The darts missed? Oh. <laughs> oh, dang. All right. Well, uh, okay. Did you tell us about the trap? Yeah. Okay. We might want to tell him about the trap. <laughs> <laughs> so Cobalt's up there his tools laying it out rolling up his sleeves getting ready to go on in there uh, also there's a trap so he jams his tool in there oh, no. and then whoosh out of the keyhole out of the actual keyhole uh, fire flies out and hits Cobalt oh, um, no. let me say so I'm going to roll dexterity for Cobalt um. Yeah, we'll say I'm gonna say it just cinches him. So I'm gonna roll damage and half damage. So he's gonna take uh, not that strong. Uh, he's gonna take six damage, and they only have seven HP. <laughs> so like he gets. I mean, he doesn't take the full firebolt that shoots out of this thing, but he's pretty much like cartoonishly, but also very like uh, direly like wasted. You found, you found it. Uh, oh, uh yeah. Free. 
wins. Hot. Ow. Ow. I ow. told you. Ow. Ow. Shake it off. Come on. We got to get in there. Shake it off. I'm going to, you know what? You, you keep the tools. I'm, I'm going to go. And the goblins, you know, Cobalt's pretty much done with you. He's going <laughs> to, he's going to walk out. The other goblins are like, hmm? oh, all right. And they all head towards the entrance. Can I insist? Can I like stand in front of him on Cobalt and say, no, no, you're not going to leave until that door is open. Roll intimidation. Intimidation. That's a 10. <laughs> no, it's an 11. Uh, can I insist that I leave and you get to keep my real cool uh, tools back there? And then we can both be alive, which is preferable. Not going to forget this. All right. Cobalt. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. All right. Maybe the goblins, goblins hightail it out of there. Is Precious staying with me? Precious sticks with you. In fact, one of them was like, come on, Precious, let's go, you stupid mangy animal. And Precious, they turn around and Precious is like, "Mm, Precious? Murray has Oh, Precious? Precious is going to stay with us. Mm, Your 11 on intimidation is enough for them to be like, all right. They leave and Precious is with you, with his beloved Bertha. I'm going to walk over to the tool and say, these are way too small for me. Mm-hmm. They are tiny little goblin tools. Uh, <laughs> is anybody else more delicately handed? It's probably not Bertha. Yep. <laughs> Strictly based on the name. So, <laughs> as far as you know, all the traps that you've seen have been triggered, and you're a dwarf. Sausage. And none of you, none of you have proficiency with these tools, so their ability to like. Picking a lock is pretty a specific skill. Yeah. So having a set of tools might be something you could like keep with you and learn that skill in the future. But like mm. you're, it's kind of a shot in the dark to shove one of these pieces of metal in there and just hope <laughs> hope the door clicks. So open. you guys are saying you don't know how to do this. Strictly speaking, uh, no. All right. Well, I guess that door is coming down then. Well, you can make an attempt. You know what? It's important to always try your best. Sweetheart, I believe in you. I support you. I think you should make an attempt. Can she is she not allowed to make an attempt? Yeah, you can roll you can roll uh with disadvantage. You'd roll sleight of hand with disadvantage to try to just like take one of these tools and uh pick a lock with them. Is there anything There's I'd... also the fact also that this fireball did shoot out of the keyhole, so you're not even sure if that's an actual keyhole or if it was just a decoy. Mm-hmm. Should I give it a try? Um, I'm going to go ahead and cast Shield of Faith <laughs> on to Lyra, and that's going to give her plus two AC for 10 minutes while I concentrate. Just so if she does get blasted by something, like, maybe it won't kill her. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's going to boost your AC a little bit. It's going to last for 10 minutes. So if you get through this door and encounter trouble, it could still be in focus. And what concentration means is she's got a she's got a kind of, there's certain amount of her will needs to be continuously casting that. So it means she can't cast another spell that requires concentration. And also, whenever she takes damage, she has to roll to see if she's able to keep up concentration on your spell. And if she lost it, it would just be that little bonus that's on you would drop. So are you going to give it a try with these thieves tools? Yes. All right. So roll, you're going to roll 
D20 twice and take the lower number. Okay. 14. Mm -hmm. 13. Oh, so 13. And let's see. Your sleight of hand. Probably just like one. Oh, yeah. Proficiency in sleight of hand. Ooh. Interesting. Um, so what is that? 13, 14, 15, 16. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, based on some blind luck, you kind of <laughs> shove. It doesn't seem like the actual lock, the security is maybe more based on the traps and the guards and stuff. It's old. It's not like super intricate stuff. So you're basically able to shove something in there and fiddle around and turn it. Eventually there's a click and the, the door kind of shifts a little bit. I indicating am so that maybe proud it's of you, Lyra. Bertha. I couldn't have done it without your encouragement. I cannot believe that actually worked. <laughs> I know. Oh, ye of little fees. You know, Mishakal guides us. Bertha, I'm going to... Yes. <laughs> Sacred Mishakal, <laughs> who I have been devoted to for so many years. Bertha, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to float an idea. Just hear me out on this. There could be more traps. What if we send Precious in? Mm. Just, just, that could be dangerous. I really like that idea. Let's send in Precious. Precious? I'm going to look at the dog <laughs> or the warg. It's so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's little, I'm going to look at its little like butt face. Be like, Precious, I, I, I only ask this of you because it would save us a lot of trouble. But if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But would you go into this room? And I point to the room, to the dog. All right, so Precious is like... Sorry, she's a dog to me. So she seems amenable to that, but the door is still closed. It's just like clicked open, so you can't actually see in there yet. Okay. I'll go ahead and open it. Okay, so you grab onto... It's pretty big and heavy, so go ahead and roll a roll a strength. Strength check. check. Yes. You can roll athletics, actually, which is might have a little bonus to strength. Uh, 13 plus 5, 18. All right, yeah, you totally flex. <laughs> uh -huh. Throw this door open. Take that door. It slides all the way. It door swings so open, probably. <laughs> and, uh, and the chamber in there is roughly uh, cubicle. Um in that, like, you know, it's square-shaped. It's about as wide as it is deep. And you, it's still dark. You can see the light that comes through the door. You can see on the other end, straight back from the door, is a kind of ornate-looking treasure chest. About three feet wide, foot and a half in width. You know, a sizable chest um, sitting on the ground there. And kind of all around it, you just see, uh, looks like some remains, like piles of bones and old, like, shields, tattered clothes, kind of lying about this chamber. Uh, kick the door open, and pretty wary. Are there still stones everywhere? What do you mean? Like, uh, like, like tiles? Is the entire room tiles? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it looks like it's basically the floor is the is the surface of the cave. Okay, the the actual tile you stepped on was basically like a rock that was fitted into also the surface of the cave. They probably cut out mm. a piece of the ground and set this in there, or maybe use the same piece after installing the trap into it. But it wasn't like an obvious like panel or anything. You're still walking on cave floor. 
well, let's be careful. I'm going to kind of shuffle my feet a little bit and kind mm-hmm. of take take the lead. <laughs> You're hyper aware of anything <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> the, shuffle you your feet. Watch shuffle? for stingrays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that stingray, stingray shuffle. So you're sending in... Oh, no, yeah, we're going to send Precious in first, and he's in behind it. Be safe, sweet girl. All right, so Precious sort of huffs in there and scrambles and looks around and sniffs at things and kind of gnaws on a bone a little bit. <gasps> you guys, it looks really safe. Dang it. All right. Uh, let's go. Let's go see what that chest is all about, huh? Sounds good. Yep, I'll grab the tools from the door just in case we mm-hmm. need to use them on a... Do you roll those up? They're in like a little leather roll. You can roll those up and put them, <laughs> put them in your bag. Great. And you all head in there. Uh, what's this chest look like? Now that we're closer, I'm going to kind of wave the torch over it. It has, I mean, it. it's a pretty standard looking chest. It's finely crafted and it's wooden, but it has some metalwork around it, like the edges and the locking mechanism and things look like they might be probably not real gold, but they're golden. It might be brass or Mm. something like that. Somebody took some fine craftsmanship to look in there. But as you shuffle up to the chest and you all get inside the chamber, the stone door behind you starts to rumble and close itself. And the piles of bones also start to rumble and shuffle and the bone, the bones actually like coalesce and start to come together, and what was just piles of bones rises up into six skeletons that, oh. in, in various degrees, have sort of old, decayed shields and swords and uh, well, arrows an and things like that. Situation. I hate skeletons. So it's, okay. it's dark. Vin still has his shield. Um, the door is closed. Precious is in that with you. Precious grabbed a bone in her mouth, which you can tell was like the femur of one of these skeletons <laughs> who, yeah, is kind of like on one leg, uh, sort of like leaning against the wall because it can't. It's it's it only has one leg. All right. Uh, I guess. So we're going to roll initiative on that. So roll again. Fresh initiative. Jen, you can roll for Precious, presumably. Who else we got? I guess that's everybody involved. Now would probably be a good time to uh, do uh, Divine Sense, just to see if there's any undead in the room. Hey, what an idea. All right, so uh, let's see. Precious or Vin is up first. I don't have uh, Precious's stats on hand. We'll just let... um, I have some of her bullets. We'll just let Vin go first. She's mine. I'll do it. Okay. But Vin, you're up. All right. Vin is going to, uh, he's, he has his, he has one, one hand on his torch, so he does not have a shield. So his AC goes down by two. Um, so now it's at 15 instead of 17. Um, but he's also going to instead pull out his light hammer that he has in his other hand. Okay. So I have a sword and a hammer. I'll put my sword away, grab the hammer to crush some bones. Um, so I'll go ahead and roll an attack against one of these skelly skellies. That's a natural two. Oh. Mm, miss. Five equals seven. Still miss. Yeah, about that. All right, so uh, we'll say Precious attacks the one who's, uh, she has a taste for this one, whose <laughs> leg she turns out to be chewing on. And she hits. And um, So her bite attack is plus five to hit 
Uh, she'll do 2d6 plus 3 piercing damage. And then the target uh, is a creature. If the target is a creature, so yes, it must succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Well, this is going to unbalance this fight. All right. (laughs) Oh, no. It was 2d6 plus what? 2d6 plus 3 piercing. So so it's going to do, let's see... um, all right, so she gets a good bite of this. She drops the the leg bone, takes another good bite of this skeleton, um, which we'll say is a skeleton two, and um, tears it pretty good apart. Um, we'll say pulls one of its arms off. It still has one leg and one arm. Not a real functional battle tactic. And uh, what was the extra thing besides damage you said? Uh, it has to d- succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw. Otherwise, it is knocked prone. It is. That was a two, and it only has one leg. So, <laughs> so it's, it's real prone. falls down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Super prone. <laughs> that skeleton does not seem especially threatening <laughs> right at the moment. All right, next up is the skeleton's turn. I'm just going to skip that one as it like tries to hobble to its feet and falls over again. Uh, number one's going to attack Vin. Misses. Number three is going to attack Bertha. That is a 14. What's Bertha's armor class? 16. Ooh, all right. So clings against your armor. This could be slow. We'll say number four is going to attack Lyra. That is a total of 12. What's your armor class? So I have 12, but Ooh. I have the two. Yeah, you the, have that bonus. Yeah. Shield of faith. So if you had 12 and you roll 12, generally the tie goes to the person rolling. So that would be a hit. But the shield of faith saves you on that one. Probably Moving forward, 14. the fifth one is holding a short bow. It's fairly close quarters, we'll say. It's going to shoot a short bow at uh, Precious. What's Precious's AC? Precious's AC is 13. Oh, that was a 13. So roll goes to this skeleton, hits it with a short bow attack. Precious will take five damage. Oh, no. Oh, no. Precious is still standing, though. (laughs) Finally, the sixth one is also going to attack. We'll give it another attack on Vin. That's 11, 12, 13. Miss. Miss. Oh, such armor. All right. So that is back to Jen. Jen, you're up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to actually, I'm going to charge forward because they, and the one that attacked my Precious, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hit with my, my war hammer. All right. Um, now I haven't really used a Warhammer very much, so this is versatile. So if you so use versatile, versatile means you can hold it with two hands if your other hand is free and it does a little bit more damage. Which I don't. I'm not seeing on here that I have a shield. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep that shield. Then I'm not trying. So I'm just gonna do it with a one-handed Warhammer attack. So in terms of these weapons that you have and armor that you're wearing, each Character class is proficient with certain types of weapons, types of armor. So a caster generally needs like their body free to move around. They usually can't wear real heavy armor. Um, Lyra might have like leather have armor leather. or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. a paladin is able to wear kind of bigger plate mail. Also, some classes have the option of holding on to a shield, which gives you an extra two points of armor class, but it uses up one of your hands. So some weapons are one-handed weapons, some weapons are two-handed weapons. So there's a lot of, as you get into, like, what do I want my character to be good at? There's a lot of considerations of, like, the give and take of different stuff. Hmm. So I'm going to charge forward and uh, attempt to attack. 
And that is a two plus four, so that's six to hit. Mm, that's a miss. Also, one of them attacked you, so it's going to take an attack of opportunity when you run away. Got oh. an 18. Finally, somebody's going to hit something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't um, like that. With its short sword, so you will take, uh, roll to one, you'll take a total of three damage. Yeah, take that. <laughs> Another piece of it depends a little bit on how your group handles it, but there's also the concept that, like, the real characters wouldn't really say, okay, I have seven more damage and I reduce that. So in terms of where your actual HP is at, it's a little bit up to the discretion of the dungeon master who probably wouldn't tell you, oh, this goblin only has two HP left, but might tell you, well, this goblin looks real wounded, like mm. it's on its last leg. And sometimes, you know, depending on your group, there's kind of a stigma of like, you don't say, okay, everybody... I need three points of healing or whatever. Mm. You do your best to also kind of describe. Sometimes there's a rule of like 50% means bloodied. So mm. if you say I'm bloodied, that's an indicator to everybody that I'm about halfway down. I can last I a little didn't bit know more. That. That yeah. The, uh... Well, it certainly varies a little bit between every group, but that's kind of a matter of how much you want your, you know, your level of immersion and how you want to handle it. I don't really care that much for today. I'm kind of being interchangeable, but that's just something. To note that uh, three, so she took three damage. It's probably not dire at this point. None of you are in particularly bad straits. The I described earlier the skeleton that only has about half of his appendages right now, mm. <laughs> doing less good. How many skeletons total was it? Six total. And now it's Jess's turn. Lyra. Okay. Um, does necrotic damage work against undead? Is that it? Does so. We mentioned, we referenced earlier, kind of types of damage, mm -hmm. and this is where it comes into play. Some creatures have immunities, so certain types of damage. If you're a creature that's made of fire, fire probably doesn't hurt you very much. Mm -hmm. So it might just not affect you. You also might have resistances to cert to certain types of damage. So if you're made of water and somebody shoots you with a firebolt, that might not affect at all, or it might just like do less damage, half damage. And other creatures have vulnerability. So undead creatures tend to be vulnerable to divine radiant damage like uh, sacred flame. And then based on just like how a creature is built, what they're made of, different types of weapons might also cause more or less damage. So if it's something where a stabby weapon, which does piercing damage, hurts them a little bit more, they might be vulnerable to that, or certain things might be resistant to bludgeoning if they're real soft like a slime, stuff like that. So going back to what, what was your question? So, Necrotic damage. Yes. So that is something you don't know for sure unless you had expertise mm -hmm. in these skeletons. You have a pretty good guess about like the concept of being undead, that these are there's something sort of like dark magic mm -hmm. happening. So... It's possible that might hurt them less, but you don't know for sure. You do collectively, especially because you've been traveling with a cleric and a paladin, mm -hmm. have a sense that radiant damage would probably um, be handy for fighting creatures like this. Mm. I don't think you have any radiant damage, no. so that doesn't help you that much. It also oh, says yeah. undead <laughs> dis attacks versus me. What does that mean? Radiant damage. Uh, that is probably... So what's that on? I think it's probably they have Chill disadvantage. Touch. Okay, so... Chill Touch, I believe that spell, because it's necrotic damage, has disadvantage against undead. So that's probably not the good one to use. Got it. Okay. These guys. I'm going to use my Eldritch Blast against the skeleton closest to me. Cool. Roll okay. d20 plus five. 
16. Ooh, yeah. hit. So that's a d10 you're going to roll for damage. 10-sided uh, dice. Eight. An eight. All right. Eight. So oh, you yeah. blast it's that solid. guy. Which one are you hitting? The one close to you? Yes. All right. Well, there's enough distance in there to blast that and do eight damage. Um, Boom. You hit it. Cool. Moving forward. It wraps around back to Precious. Precious is going to take another bite of this one in front of it. Rolled a critical fail. Oh, lunges at the skeleton and like it, like the skeleton's already kind of hopping around. So it takes an unexpected dodge and Precious just like rams her head into the side of the, the side of the cave instead. Does she take damage? One damage, not too much, but a little bit of a little bit of a stun, maybe a concussion situation. Don't know. She's gonna fight on for today. Moving on to Vin. I'm gonna swing. Let's uh, say 14 to hit with my hammer. Hit. All right. So we're gonna do a four damage. That skeleton crack. The one that was attacking you. Yes. I'm losing track of who's who, but doesn't matter too much. All right, mm. so four damage there, and now skeleton's turn. Skeleton one hits somebody. That's a 15, we'll say. Well, that was the one that was actually engaged with Finn, so probably that's a 17 <laughs> total. 17 total, he hits me. Ah, ha, ha. Already. Mm. That's a short sword attack doing five damage. Ooh, Ooh ouch. All right, second one is going to fight back against Precious. I'm going to give a disadvantage because of the lack of appendages. Ooh, still has a 17. Does that hit Precious? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think it's 13. 13. Oh, well, another one. So three more damage <laughs> for the stunned Precious. Number three, this one is fighting Lyra. Only rolls a eight. That's going to be a miss. Number four is going to attack Bertha. Also rolls an eight. Number five is going to take another short sword shot at Precious. Also rolls an eight. Not going to hit Precious. Last one <laughs> is going to take a shot at Vin. That is eight. Oh, unaffective skeletons. Creepy to look at. You have some consistent rolls there. Yeah. Creepy to look at, but not ultimately that intimidating <laughs> once they get going. Mostly skin and bones. We're back to... Um, I switched the order a little bit. Let's go to Vin. Oh, Vin. Vin. Oh, that is a natural two on my attack, so that's not going to hit. Seven. Miss. All right. Precious does turn. one of those, like, the dog shakes its head, <laughs> gets back into it, and lunges at this. Rolls an 18 for an effect, attack about this uh, skeleton that it's been gnawing on, and uh, that skeleton crumbles to the ground. Nice. Defeated. Um, and that takes us to... Uh, Skeletons again? Is that right? No, I reset no, the order. Just, you just roll yeah. all of them. I, I messed I that up. So let's yeah. go to let's go back. I skipped Bertha over and Jen and Jess. Let's go back to you guys. Uh, so now having, they all missed, and one of them's dead now. So yeah. it didn't so do having, you too much damage. Having now had an opportunity to more <laughs> adequately assess the situation, um, Bertha is going to attempt Sacred Flame on. Uh, the skeleton nearest her, the one that just attacked her, is that one still standing? Yes. Cool. Let's do that one. Um, so with that one, yeah, he's going to do a save um, against my 13. Okay, is that a, that's a wisdom save? Yep. He gets 10. They're not that wise. So oh, he rolled a 10, but his actual save. save is 9. 
So, yeah, he's going to not save, and he's going to take 1d8 radiant damage. So let's double that up. Roll 2d8. Okay. This is the one, right? Yep. So that's a one. Ooh. And a seven. So eight. All right. Hit that average. <laughs> you can see that kind of like, you know, the shaft of light of radiant damage casts over all of it. And you can see all of it collectively like singe and sizzle as all the bones and whatever magic, necrotic magic is reanimating. This mm-hmm. is uh, clearly being burned away by this sacred flame. Now back to Lyra. I'm going to attack the um, same skeleton that I attacked last time with the same attack, the Eldritch Blast. Yeah. Four plus. Plus, not enough. Missed. Ah, All right. Now we're skipping ahead to the skeletons. There's only five of them around. First one's going to attack Vin for 16. Hits. Ooh, five, seven damage to Vin. Yeah, because I'm actually at 15 because I have a torch in one hand Uh, instead of my shield. So five more? Yeah. Ouch. How are you looking right now, Vin? Vin falls to a knee. He's not looking good. Oh, he's pretty beat up. Yeah. All right. The next one will turn to attack Precious. I rolled the wrong dice there. All right. That's a miss on Precious. Next one's going to attack Bertha. That is an eight. That's going to miss. Next one's going to attack Lyra. That is a natural 20. Oh, it mm. turned towards Lyra, and it's you can see the necrotic energy lighting up in this skeleton's eyes as it swings its sword and rolls a one for damage. Less good. It rolled two ones. Uh, so wow. not as effective <laughs> as it would have liked to be. <laughs> Stabby step. Was it five damage, a, though? A it's a total of four damage. Oh, so four you damage. don't have a lot of hit points. Where are you at right now? I'm at a three. All right. Ooh. So the Lyra's looking real beat up, and you all recognize that was lucky. That skeleton, mm. it looked like she was done for there, and mm. she just barely avoided that. We got one more skeleton attacking Vin. Crit fail. It uh, misses, and actually, I'll give you an attack of opportunity on that skeleton yes. who just, like, stumbles past you. Uh, that's an 11. 11 total is a miss. Oh. All right, and we are back in the order. <laughs> Swing this hammer to, uh, Bertha. Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and radiant damage whoever's the most damaged skeleton. Sure, the one right in front of you, the, who was Sacred Flame, is looking pretty singed. Yeah, I'm going to do that guy. And so he basically has to beat my, he has to do a save roll on my Sacred Flame. I think it's a deck save. It's... Did you jump right. out of the way? That might be right. Hold I think up. we rolled Wisdom last time. Yeah. Dexterity oh, would right. be 12. It's a dex. So it does not save because mine is 13. <laughs> oh, so. so that means I'm going to roll an 8 again. Yeah. And that's a 4. <gasps> 4. All right. So it's singed again. It is um, just on the cusp of uh, destruction. A light breeze. Mm-hmm. It'll just mm-hmm. knock it over. Yeah. If it could look... Uh, cloudy-eyed and about to blow up as a skeleton, <laughs> it would, but it doesn't. Uh, Lyra. Uh, okay, I am going to um, do my Eldritch Blast on the uh, skeleton closest to me that I hit the first time. Cool. Natural 20. Yes. Oh. All right, so D-10. you're going to roll two 
D10s. D10s. So just roll it twice. Like. Um, I really should just leave that. That one's a 10. Go for it. Okay. Two. Three. Oh, but that's enough. You blast this one, uh, and it just goes sailing back across the room, blasted backwards by the Eldritch Blast, and its just bones just shatter against the wall in dust and broken skeleton. And going back to Vin. Vin, because he has to, is going to use his last remaining four points of Lay on Hands to heal himself up. So Himself? Yes, because I'm at very, very low. You're last. You had five points total? Yeah, I guess because you're number one. All right, so adding four HP, and that's your turn, right? That's an action? That is an action. All right. Yep. And then Mm -hmm. uh, Precious. Precious turns. You know what? Precious bounds towards this one that is... um, Barely standing. Barely standing in front of his beloved, Mm -hmm. beloved companion, Bertha, and just jumps down on it. Actually, doesn't even do that. Just, like, tackles it and just knocks it It to the ground, and it also blasts apart. Good girl. Who's a good girl? All right, there are now, there are three skeletons standing. One has taken some damage, and uh, two of them have not. So first of all, the one that's taken a little bit of damage uh, makes a a 16 on uh, Vin. Hits. That's why I healed myself. (laughs) Uh, Roll a five. Six, seven. I'm out. All right, Vin collapses. No, No. so that's minus 10 plus four is six. That's what I was saying. I was trying to... I was at two HP. I had to heal myself. Oh he my goes out. Alrighty, and so that takes Trouble. us to uh, Precious went. Precious took down the last one. No, they were attacking. These are yeah, skeletons yeah. attacking. So one took Vin down. One's going to turn to Bertha. Rolled a nineteen. Oh my! That's going to be four damage. Bertha's still up. How is she looking? Uh, she's bloody and not happy. <laughs> All that right. was not very nice, friend. Next one's going to attack Lyra, and that is a miss. We're going to go back around to uh, Bertha's turn. Uh, question about concentration. Mm-hmm. What point do I lose concentration? All of me? those times you got hit, we probably should have rolled concentration. Yes. And I didn't think about it. So a I good tip either. for players, don't ask that question. <laughs> just rolling by. But go ahead and roll a concentration check. You just have to pass well, the the goal is DC to 10. be forthcoming, um, and this is yes. educational. We just so learned two things, how properly. concentration works and how to ignore it <laughs> if ignore you don't it. want to. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I'm rolling a d20 for this. Yeah, crap. just to catch us up, we'll just do one concentration check, this see well. if you can do All right, so you've maintained concentration. That keeps... Lyra's two points of AC up. Cool. All right, so um, Bertha's turn. So you said there's one that's damaged? Yes. All right, we're going to sacred flame that little jabroni. And so they're going to make a, a dexterity. A save. Mm, that was a eight. Sounds not good enough. Okay, so we're going to roll that Burn eight. That. And that's a four. Yeah. Four of radiant damage. All right, that four lights it up, and it too collapses. Now there's two left, but they are looking tough. They're pretty much, you know, unsinged. One of them has that short bow, and one of them is just standing before you with a scimitar, and it's Lyra's turn. Okay, I go to the one um, 
in front of me? Because you said there's two left. They're both at full health. Yes. Okay. I just go to the one in front of me and do my Eldritch Blast again. So you right. you are not particularly close to either of these. You oh, have okay. a little bit of distance to fire that Eldritch Blast. They're not in striking distance of you. Go ahead and roll it. Okay. Ten, Ten. total. That's a miss. Darn it. Let's see. Back to Precious. <laughs> Precious is going to jump in front of you all, defending mm. her beloved one. Gets a hit. We'll attack the one in front with the scimitar. That one's going to take... What was Precious? Oh, I think I've been rolling that. I didn't roll the damage. She only had to do one damage before. Yeah. So it was 2d6 so plus something? 2d6 plus three. plus three. Oh, that was a good roll. 9, 10, 11, Holy 12. Cow. So she jumps on this one, takes it down to the ground. It's still like kicking and rattling alive, but she has it generally incapacitated well, so she's got and the she's on top saving. of it. Like she can knock them prone. Yes. I'm going to say she did that. Cool. So it's uh, only, it's very much on its literal last leg. This is it's why showing kindness to others <laughs> is so important. Yeah. She's coming in handy. All right. And then let's see. That was Precious's attack. We're back Vin to the skeletons. Uh, I'm unconscious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Death saving throw for Vin. Our first death saving throw. <laughs> wow. It came way sooner uh, than I expected it to. That's 14. Oh, yeah. So, so that's one. One success. And should we, would this be an opportunity to explain what a crit or uh, in either direction would mean on a death saving throw? Or do you not play with that? Well, let's see. I mean, there are variable rules, but I believe if you roll a 20 on a death saving throw, you immediately stabilize. You don't need three. And you wake up. Oh, yeah, with one HP. HP. Mm -hmm. So you can actually, like, do some stuff. You can make an attack, but you're still very vulnerable. Or you could, like, try to scramble out of the room or whatever. You'd have a turn. I don't think a one. I think a one is just a fail. It's not like an automatic. Oh, death. You, you take two. Oh, okay. You take two fails. Sure, that makes sense. Throw. Don't roll a one, or this is going to be a real short series. Yeah, it's real bad. Right. <laughs> and the uh, death saving throw. What is the number that you're trying to roll above or below? Ten. Okay. So if you For roll everybody? a ten, that's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the odds are a little bit skewed over success because ten through twenty is got it more than nine through one. All right, where were we at? That was the death saving throw for Vin. We're back to the skeletons. I'm going to give a, a strength contest to the skeleton who's being held down by Precious to try to get up. And uh, Precious rolled a 19, so keeps it pinned down to the ground. It's not able to make an attack. The shortbow one is going to fire at uh, Bertha. Gets a 16. I, my AC is 16. All right, rolls two damage. Mm. I'm still standing, but Ooh. I uh, am probably still missing standing. some teeth. I uh, my eye is like red <laughs> and gorgeous, <laughs> and I um, am limping slightly. All right, but it's Bertha's turn. My turn. So the two that are standing, there's two skeletons left, right? One of them's pinned down by Precious, uh -huh. looking very, very injured. The other one's standing in the back with a short bow, looking smug, if a skeleton can look smug. <laughs> She's like, have, I got this. They don't have facial expression, Zach. I know. But you could, you could you're imagine. You know how they do those reconstructions where they take somebody's <laughs> skeleton and they like build the muscles back on top of it? You can tell that if you did one of those on it right now, it would look smug. Do I? Uh, would I be either at advantage to hit the... Um, tackled skeleton or would I be at I would uh, say yeah for sure advantage there be a on the possibility of one. me hitting precious if I did that is she like how what's my window of attack advantage to attack if you rolled real poorly <laughs> maybe you could hit precious but precious by well, far looks the toughest of all everybody in the room right now true. really 
You know what? I'm just going to go ahead. I'm just going to keep uh, spamming that sacred flame on. I'm going to do it on the one that's prone, though. Okay. Tap, roll for tap. it. Also, oh, you're rolling. Roll with advantage. You're rolling. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to roll with disadvantage. It's so then. weird to not be rolling these. Yeah. Like. Uh, I rolled a 15. Oh, so yeah, I missed. Oh. No. So you're trying to get clear of Precious. So you don't know how she'd react to a sacred flame, and you are you missed the skeleton wise. with it. Um, but she's doing so good. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just so precious. You understand the name <laughs> now, why that happened. And it's Lyra's turn. I'm going to stick with my Eldritch Blast because it has not worked for me so far. So The standing one, one or the, the one with thing. <laughs> Precious? Uh, the one that Precious has pinned. Okay. So you're able to kind of move around to have a clear shot to just like blast right down onto it. That's going to be a three. Oh. <laughs> so let's see. That's an eight. Uh, yeah, you know, go ahead and roll with advantage on that. Okay. It is pinned to the ground, and I said you could. You're basically shooting with point blank rage, That's but she rolled a, a one. one. Yeah, so you don't you don't hit it. Nope. <laughs> Just gonna say you managed to not hit it, and Precious looks up at you like, "Come on, I'm doing all the work right here." Jeez, could I make this any if easier? If we all for go you? down and Precious kills the skeleton, <laughs> She's like, like, do we still? We're like, gonna do a whole campaign with just still, Precious. The Avengers are Precious. Do we still wipe or do we get woken up by little dog licks? Or Maybe little licks? <laughs> all the, the healing power of Warg Slaver. <laughs> no, you know what? She went to finish this skeleton and she rolled a crit, so she <gasps> definitely does. Nice. She only needed one HP. She's looking at Lyra with profound disappointment. <laughs> She's just like with her just paw, just like smashes it and it. It shatters, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say that crit, uh, the result of that crit, since it really didn't need that power, is that it will go ahead and take an attack. It'll jump on the other skeleton. She just basically like take an sits attack. on the skeleton, and it poof, like <laughs> turns to dust, and then she bounces off to yep. the other one. So it's going to hit the other so skeleton good. for like what was that? It. 2d6. Freaking precious. <laughs> Three. Nine. Can't handle it. All right, so she does the same move as before on the standing <laughs> oh, skeleton, man. who suddenly looks less smug and now has that one pinned to the ground. Yes. Looking bad. And it's time for another saving throw, I think. Yeah. 13. Hey, hey. these are working out. Two successes. He's looking yeah. survivable. And a Jen's turn. No, wait. That was Precious Vin. So the very pinned skeleton, now it's going to make its own. Oh, so I mentioned a... Uh, I don't know what I did, but I mentioned a strength contest when Precious had the skeleton pinned down. There's various ways to do it. There's a concept called grappling that's a little bit complicated in battle, but basically you can grab onto somebody and sort of, yeah, hold them there. That makes them easier for other people to hit different things. Um, But there's also the concept of just like two people are trying to do the same thing with basically the same skill. So like you're wrestling or something, or maybe you're both trying to grab for a key that's on the ground. That might be a dexterity contest. So the way I'm handling this is the skeleton's trying to get up with its say strength. Precious is trying to hold it down. So I'm just having both of them roll strength to see who prevails in that like Mm. tussle. And it's the skeleton. So it like clamors free, kind of struggles off and away from Precious, who's still like right in front of it, engaged with it, but it's no longer like pinned down. Um, but that's its role also. So it's standing, it's in front of Precious, and is Bertha's turn. Cool. Just, you know, you know what I'm going to do. I'm a sacred flame. Do it. I'm out of spells. It works. You got skeletons? <laughs> 
They're um, vulnerable to so it. So again, roll I it. don't roll you. Roll. And it is going to roll the 19. Oh, oh it's looking a little bit smug again. Totally uh, beat up. Totally falling apart. Come on, Lyra. But looking smug. All right. Lyra, turn. I need you to kill this skeleton. It's virtually got a target on it. Okay. I, I'm not doing so good there, kiddo. I look at Vin still on the ground. I look at Bertha bloody and limping. I look down at my torn robes and I see my own wounds. And I decide to summon my Eldritch Blast. Yeah. I target the skeleton. Come on. It's cocked. And that is not a in. D20. So uh, go ahead and move D20. that one away. <laughs> that was a D12. <laughs> That's like, um, so and wish I'd stuck with the other one. It was a three, everybody. Oh. oh. That was a three. All right. It's making fun of you. And then I look up to the sky and realize that I made a mistake and should never have been an adventurer because I'm very bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you feel inspired. You've got this. There's skeletons rolling, just destroyed all over the place. This, this the guy went one. down over here. So yeah. you're naturally, you're better than him. Bertha's <laughs> hanging together. You all know, both of you are like, well... We, at least we both know that we're tougher than Vin. Yeah. He's definitely going to remember that. Vin dangerous. Vin dangerous. So that brings us around to Vin's next saving throw. He could be revived right now. 18. Nice. I am stable. So he stabilizes. But still not conscious. Yeah, that means he's not going to die. You might kind of notice that you could see him breathing and he's not in dire straits, but he's still not functional. I'm pressing going to roll. That's a miss. Mm. And Bertha's gonna roll or do something. You know my. Huh. I'm, I'm gonna roll for Bertha. Uh, that was a one. Yay! Yay! So it does that... not save. Okay. Sacred flame cast down on this and D8, blast this D8, thing apart. D8. This is <coughs> it only had one. Oh HP. man, it's a one. It's good enough. <laughs> yep. Oh. Take it down. Just two Gust of wind. Success. <laughs> You guys are battered and bruised. Vin's still napping in the corner, very disturbed. But all these skeletons are blasted apart. Precious is there, literally, literally licking her wounds. Lyra and Bertha are still up, and you're in this room with the treasure chest. Oh, Finn, I'm going to go over to him and kneel down and see if I can at least get him conscious. Would that, could I use medicine for that, or do mm-hmm. I have to? Yeah, that'd be a medicine roll. Okay, I'm you can't necessarily heal him. You can roll no. medicine to stabilize, but stable. if you oh, don't have any stable. healing... Well, um, then... Uh, I'll just be unconscious for a while. Just gonna be unconscious. It'll just be eight hours, guys. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I'll be back eventually. Gonna I'm going to go over to Precious and kneel down and hug her around her ugly neck <laughs> and tell her, Precious, I'm sorry that I sent you into the death chamber first. <laughs> You've really saved us, and I promise never to put your life at risk first again. I give her a hug. And she gives you a little slobbery lick, and it super, super stinks. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to give her another biscuit. <laughs> she gobbles that up. Uh, so should we, uh, do we want to rest first, or do we want to take a look in this chest? We're kind of stuck in here. We can't go nowhere. Mm. Vin's knocked I'm Super out. dead. <laughs> I mean, I'm super asleep. I'm dreaming of... Uh, how much I abhor Precious. <laughs> <laughs> Precious Just is the terrible. only reason that you're not I'm like, like... I'm like smelling these like horrible stenches in my, even in my dreams. I just have this grimace on my face the entire time. So we'll just say you take a little short rest. Um, you just sort of like literally like patch yourselves up in things. And that means that everybody can roll. There's a concept of hit dice for short rest. You probably each only have one because you're level one. So somewhere on your sheet, there's a dice. reference to hit dice. 
Um, and it's going to be you roll that and you add your constitution modifier. So Lyra has a D8 plus two. And that's how many hit points you re- revive in your Ooh, short rest. I revive eight. Hmm. What's my D8? Oh, this is my D8. So D8 plus two. That'll be enough to, yeah. That'll be enough to wake Vin up. Like she rolled a two, so she has four HP. Four. So everybody's patched up a little bit. Um, you, Lyra, didn't actually use your level one spell, I think, but you would have recovered that if you mm. had it on hand. Oh, I should have like used it. All around it. Um, because skeletons are skeletons, sometimes like they don't have that many psychic abilities, so it's not for sure dissonant whispers or hideous laughter would have even worked, mm. so that was fine. You've never seen a skeleton laugh. That's true. Um, so anyway, true. you guys they are can't still look smug, Zach. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you knew. You could just tell. Mm, yeah. I question. Feeling. I question your rationale. So you're in there. You got a treasure chest. Well, got, uh, the door's closed still. Mm-hmm. Oh. But you haven't tried it or anything. You don't know the situation with the door. It's literally closed. Well, I'm gonna go check out the door first. You guys check at the chest. Sure. Yeah. Roll strength to move that door again. Twelve. Twelve. That's enough. You can tell it's a, it's it's. Uh, you can move it back and open it the same way you the opened door's it before. Fine. Open so that the door. casts a little bit of light into the chamber, coming all the way in from the entrance to the cave, and it's just you guys in this chest. Torch is burning on the ground. <laughs> oh yeah, there is a torch. Well, I guess uh, let's see if we can open that chest. Let's do it. Does anybody want to go first? Can I? I want to do like a little inspection of the chest. Is it made out of stone? It is not made out of stone. It's made out of wood with some metal working around it. Oh. Remember, it's kind of brassy. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm all about that brass. <laughs> it has a little lock on it, but inspecting the chest, you don't think it's actually locked. Can we try and open it? You Can I? Let me do. You uh, can would try it be <laughs> investigation. What's the role for to check for traps? Um, In the air. It depends. A lot of times if you have thieves tools, you consider that kind of like within your proficiency of things you know about from doing traps. But you guys don't have that. You have some literal thieves tools with no ability to use them. You can just roll investigation on it. Okay. I'm going to investigate. Oh, natural 20. So even though you did not cast any sort of magical or divine spells or any of that, you're not only do you recognize that it's open and it's not trapped, but you have a really strong sense with your quit roll that this is there's something special and powerful about the chest. Uh, do I get any sort of indication whether that's like a positive or like a happy thing or if it's like a. Uh, a bad thing. You do have kind of a sense of that. So there's spells like detect magic and uh, one of you actually, paladins actually have an ability to do it outside of a spell divine called divine sense. sense to kind of sense this sort of yeah. thing. I'm giving a little bonus because she scored a crit that you do have a kind of a sense of good or evil or whatever. And it's not. It's just like there's some power to this chest that is not necessarily inherently I'm it's not inherently gonna... evil, but I will say it seems it seems probably necrotic. Like like the skeletons that popped up are not unrelated to the existence of this chest. Mm. Okay, so I'm, I'm having a little bit of a conundrum with this here chest. There's something something a little off. 
personally, I think we should probably just cut our losses, move on to the town of respite mm. and do what that town is named for. Let ourselves have a little rest. But maybe we should destroy this chest because I think there's something evil about it. Have you guys opened it up yet? What's inside? I, I don't know how it's it's just a feeling. It's, you know, I, I'm going to take a moment now and I'm going to pray to <laughs> Mishakal and... Uh, Is that normal that time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think did. we have to at least see what's inside. Don't you think, Bert, that we don't have to bring it with us, but we should at least know. Don't you think, you guys? Don't you just want to know what's in the chest? I want to know. Well, we can't just leave it here. Clearly, it was very important okay. to this bad guy. Well... Morgan or I need you all to take a step back. If anybody's going to, uh, it's going to be me. So take a step back. I'm going to open the chest. All right. Well, let's see. So as you open the chest, you have a sense that it's empty. But then when you open it, it's not. If I can describe that weirdness. So it seemed like maybe you jostled it or you could kind of tell the weight of it or a little bit. And it seemed like, I don't think there's anything in this chest. But when you open it up and look, it does have some treasure in it. It has three healing potions, basic healing potions. Um, and that's a, there's various levels of healing potions, but basically they're very valuable. You can carry them around and these healing potions would heal you D4 plus mm, your constitution modifier. 2D4 right? plus two. Ah, 2d4 plus 2. We'll say that. So, that would have been handy to have earlier. <laughs> and there are also three items. There is a shield that appears to have some sort of a magical enhancement. And that shield would... Um, it's reflective on the front. And also, even though you haven't identified these items, you have the sense that this is an especially powerful shield that might uh, apply some extra protection. There is a holy symbol of Mishakal. Oh, that is so convenient. In there that might potentially enhance um, the powers of a devotee of Mishakal to cast. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and call dibs. And there's a, a, a rod in there, like a magical, a little bigger than a wand, smaller than a staff magical rod that has a bright black stone on the end of it that you can feel Lyra kind of power that's appealing to you. Like it maybe it match up with your powers. Ooh. So we're just going to leave it here, right? Now <laughs> open it up. Let's just go back to respite. Is oh, that right? No. Oh no, I'm going to reach in and I'm going to grab the, hold on. The... <laughs> Doesn't this yes. seem a bit convenient? Listen, when God speaks to you, <laughs> you got to follow. That's what faith is all about. And I'm saying if Mishakal left this for me, she knew I was going to be here. And I think she's looking out for all of us. But then she also left some kind of weird warlock thing and then also a shield that clearly I'm supposed to have. I mean, I'm just saying, why, why can't we just embrace that sometimes things are good and happy, mm. don't you think? I mean, we didn't know that Precious was going to be here and that she was going to be so helpful, but here we are, and I have a new best friend. Oh, you guys, there's a bone in there. <laughs> oh, 
yay! And it has a little bow around <gasps> it. After you pick up the shield, you see underneath there's a bone and Precious' ears pop up again. And he's like, <laughs> and she's super excited. Like, this, this seems to be in war culture, or whatever. This is like sweet, sweet loot. Life is short. Warg. Let's just enjoy the thing. And I'm going to reach in and grab the bone and hand it to Precious. You toss it to her and she chows down on it and she seems invigorated by she this is bone. Fine. I reach in and grab the uh, the wand staffed thing. It's sweet. You can almost hear your trickster god patting you on the back for like, yeah, sweet. That's gonna be good. What's and you know voice? what? I already sold my soul. So like, what's the worst thing? <laughs> That's happen? a good point. She has different stakes than I the rest of you. I grab my Misha called is it an amulet? What'd you say it was? It's whatever you want it to Holy be. Symbol. What are you feeling? I think it's a it's a it's like a little little head crown. Nice. Mm. That like matches my hair perfectly, yeah, mm-hmm. and Certainly. just her hair kind of cool. topples, topples out over it. It's just like like a really bad hair headband, nice. <laughs> <laughs> with a big heart, just a heart. Uh, well, let's go ahead and take this chest, since apparently it like makes things for exactly who it needs. Uh, you don't want your shield? Yeah, I'm taking that shield. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're gonna take the chest with you. I think we should. We can put it on Precious's back. <laughs> it's a little How big for Precious's How big is this chest? Uh, we said it was about three feet across. That's the widest oh. dimension and like one and a half by one and a half and on I the other dimensions. Strong. You get the front half, I'll get the back you half. You could definitely lug it along to respite, but it'd make for a bit of a extra work for your day. Well, let's see. Maybe if there are like a horse and carriage pass or something, maybe you'll pay somebody to take it for us. Yeah, let's at least bring it to the road. Hmm. Yeah. This could be very dangerous in the wrong hands, though. Oh, you know what? Maybe it could. And that's going to be the end of our adventure today. You guys Yay! cut off with your new treasures and this mysterious chest. And uh, that'll probably about wrap up their adventure for this episode. We are going to do another episode where now that Jess played a little bit, she's actually going to go through the character creation process and figure out a character that's fit to her and would like to play. You guys, any comments, questions, or thoughts about the adventure today? How did you like your first uh, real foray into the world of Dungeons and Dragons, Jessica? It was so fun. (laughs) I have nothing smarter to say than that. (laughs) You know what? That's fair. That's fair. That was a good time. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, you guys. So, I mean, there's always... you. I think everybody tends to start... A lot of people are intimidated from starting to play because they feel like, ah, oh, there's just so much and I don't know. I don't understand the monsters or the classes or whatever. And to anybody out there who wants to play, it's really a matter of you're not going to understand that until you jump in. Mm-hmm. And 20 minutes into it, you're going to understand way more and hopefully be having fun if you have a cool group. And then we've all played a lot and there's still plenty of stuff we don't understand. Oh, yeah. There's always more to learn, but you've got to really fall back on that. Well, sense that like you don't need to know anything have fun fall back on like what feels cool there's definitely the rule of cool that you can employ as players and a dungeon master of like that's a cool idea let's do that i did not expect you guys to recruit precious she became super <laughs> useful lots of stuff talking to the goblins all sorts of things were you know the best most fun details of that so have fun with it jump into dming jump into playing great yeah, yeah that was awesome i mean i i always just encourage people don't the rules are 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 important, and you learn them slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, you slow them bit by bit. They are not the end all be all of this game. Um, it's really the interactions between the players that really makes it special. Well, in every campaign, like the world is different. So even though what may work in one person's campaign, the next time around, 
it's a different world. Mm-hmm. It's a different, it's a different plane of reality. So, and your character can change and your group can change. It yeah. seems you can grow, but the important thing is to have fun, tell a story and don't piss off the DM. Yep. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much, you guys. And you can join us for the next episode where we will go through how to create a character. Thank you. Thank you.